0: Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today is Denitra Brewer. Denitra, how are you? I'm wonderful this morning. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Thanks for making time. Uh, Denitra is based in Houston. So she's in a, in a different time zone. So it's kind of early for us here, uh, but tell the audience about yourself. Who is Denitra Brewer? Uh, I'm Denitra Brewer.
1: I originally met Dr. Foster at Union Carbide. We were both chemical engineers there. I did start as a chemical engineer. Um, I went to Western University and the Ohio State University where I obtained my master's degree in chemical engineering. From there, I went to work for Union Carbide Uh, Since then, continued as a chemical engineer, but actually working in several different departments there, and I think we'll talk a little more about that after, Um, but also um, started a family. I have a daughter now, but um, she's a teenager now, Mm. and I've also gotten into fitness, and I think we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Uh,
0: I do bodybuilding as part of my fitness now exciting so a bodybuilding chemical engineer what a what a dynamic combination so talk about you've been now with dow first uh, union carbide you've been with them now for a while so talk about your career trajectory i guess the most interesting part was that the
1: company union carbide was sold uh it was actually announced the sale was announced right before i started working so um, part of not knowing what's going to happen with that was was very interesting so I actually started work started as process engineering doing design work uh, there in Charleston West Virginia and um, going through the whole being bought out um, started working for Dow Chemical when they came in uh, learning new and a new company's standards um, processes um, you know, uh, you see the change as uh, the companies go through. And um, so Charleston itself was was downsized as a whole. Uh, so I ended up moving and relocating to Marietta, Georgia. So I guess that's something was unexpected for me because I, I think part of me um, had expected to be in West Virginia for a while. But uh, ended up not being in West Virginia that long. Um, but going to having to venture out, get away from uh, my home state. Um, I think it led me to kind of find my own personality, so to speak, uh, and develop my career from there. Uh, and I think moving you open yourself up to many other opportunities. You know, uh, when I when I moved to Georgia, we actually, um, moved to a site that wasn't um, a heritage site. So we actually got to implement a whole culture there, uh, which was unique in and of itself. And it was a smaller site. So I actually got to uh, do many, many roles and wear many hats there and learn, learn a lot. So um, I moved out of doing design work for engineering there. Um, and into doing quality management systems, I was actually able to implement a whole management system for that site there, which was unique. And then after that was completed, I was able to add on some different roles um, for our EHS, environmental health and safety delivery leadership role, and also process safety focal point there. So, um, sometimes being at a smaller site uh, allows you to learn more, and have a lot more responsibilities. So from there, I I went to Freeport, Texas which is one of Dow's bigger sites. Um, Started doing quality management system role there and then have since moved into environmental space Um, and now I'm doing um, a safety role for our contractor services there for the entire site. So you get to support the site, which is um, definitely unique and interesting. And again, with every experience and every change, it's a new challenge for me, which is what I look for, is I always want to be constantly challenged. I love projects, you know, give me something, uh, an improvement to put in place, and work that project to finalization, and then look for the next challenge.
0: Good, yeah, that seems like it's really made your career very interesting, just having that diversity of experiences, that's wonderful. So in addition to your academic prep uh, at WVU and Ohio State, as you kind of um, worked in these different positions, what other skills and attitudes and behaviors you may have had to adopt to be successful? I think one of the biggest ones for me is my personality
1: tends to want to multitask all the time. Mm-hmm. And really learning that multitasking is really not the most efficient
0: process. So it's really. I keep hearing um, that even though I, I might still find myself doing that. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. It really is pick one task, work on that task. Okay. Once you've gotten to where you're, you're satisfied with the amount of work on that task, then move to the next task. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, it's really not efficient to work on several things at one time.
0: Right, right. Anything else that you learned or you had to uh, adopt to be successful?
1: I want to tell you that that was the most valuable thing. Um, I guess the other one is, is just I was always a good listener, but I, I think speaking up more, especially when um, what you provided might not have been. The same thing that everybody else was saying, because sometimes that that difference of opinion is actually valuable
0: exactly. uh, to the team and adds value, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah that that's what diversity and inclusion is all about, isn't it? Just really having different voices who just may have a totally different perspective, and that brings uh, value to the team. Absolutely. So you're not only a chemical engineer; you're a professional bodybuilder. So how did that happen? How did you get into bodybuilding?
1: So when I moved to Texas, I started doing fitness instruction, mm-hmm. and so uh, I I wanted to get healthier for myself. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I was teaching it, then that would require me to to continually do it. And I really didn't have a choice but to be healthier. Right. And so I, I was able to get you know, lose, lose some weight and things by doing that fitness instructor role. But as you know, we, we tend to always want to continue to tra- challenge ourselves. And, I, mm-hmm. um, and part of that challenge was what else can I do in fitness that's, a, that's another level, mm-hmm. you know, that's a higher challenge. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do bodybuilding. Uh, it takes a lot of discipline um it's not the easiest thing in the world to do and everybody's not going to do it so that's why I chose to try bodybuilding um I did my first show competition uh in Houston in 2019 placed in my first show I did my second show in 2021 I got first place in my second show which qualified me to compete nationally and then after my third national show I actually uh obtained my pro card, so now I'm a professional bodybuilder, and I get to compete on a professional level.
0: Wow! So you had you had your first show in 2019. So when did you start training to get to that first show?
1: Um, I started training in 2018 for the first show. Um,
0: that doesn't seem like very long.
1: <laughs> it's not, but you know, I actually started lifting weights uh, in 1998. Okay. Uh, When I was in college.
0: Okay. So I
1: actually, you know, you have a lot of muscle memory. So once you put on that muscle, your body does have a memory for it. When you start uh, lifting again and eating how you're supposed to. So I did have the advantage in that way. So it wasn't like I was new to um, weightlifting, which is what you do in order to to build your body. So
0: So what is, I mean, so what is it? What is it like to be in the fitness industry? And any surprises along the way? Anything surprised you about, you know, going from just a regular person working out in the gym to being a professional bodybuilder?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think anything really surprised me with it. I I think because it's more of a hobby for me. I don't have to, um, really have as much concern for, for, for some of the things that, that are involved. Right. Um, it, it's more secondary and, and fun time for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now folks who it's more their, their main thing that they're, you know, utilizing, uh, for income, it, it's a little different, uh, right. fitness industry as a whole. There's a lot of you know, a large companies who, who control a lot of it. So if you're a small player, um, sometimes it's hard to, to get in there and get a niche. Uh, the, the best thing about fitness is there's always people who are looking to get healthier, you know? So there's, there's um, an abundance of people out there that you can help, you know? Uh, it's just that if you expect it to, um, if you expect to make a lot of money from it, like it's, it usually is not a lot of money there, especially initially. Um, and then if, if you expect to make a lot of money in this industry, you really have to uh, work your channels on, on who you know and a, and a path to get there and
0: things like that and how you build those credentials. Right, so. right. Are things different for female bodybuilders? Are there challenges and roadblocks that female bodybuilders face compared to their male counterparts?
1: Yeah. So, so when you get ultimately, I think most people want to get to the professional level. And when you get there, you'll notice that the prize money is not as much for female um, Mm -hmm. bodybuilders as it is for, for male bodybuilders. And um, it's very expensive. Uh, It's a very expensive hobby. And it's even more so expensive for the women because the, the suits are all blinged out and they're very expensive. They can start from $500 and go up to $1,500. Oh,
0: wow. Those little, those little, uh, baby, whatever the little bikini outfits are that expensive.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then they're doing, you know, hair and makeup and, you know, by the time you have supplements and you're eating, it's very expensive. So, you know, um, I've heard some people call it a rich person's hobby because it is very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. And, um, the other thing is, you know, you, it's, it's a lot, it takes a while to get to where you want to go a lot of times, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a challenge, and some people get frustrated, because um, it's all about bringing the best you, And and it's not easy sometimes, you know, and if you're, if you don't have the genetics there, then it's even harder. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other thing about women bodybuilders, you know, there's a fine line between the perception uh, because you don't see in advertising and things like this, you don't see the the muscular women being promoted as much. So Mm -hmm. society doesn't really get to see that and accept that as much, right? So if you see a magazine, it's probably a, a big man there, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, sometimes society looks and says no we, we want the we want more of a beach body look you know the ladies without a lot of, of muscle
0: mm-hmm. uh, so
1: sometimes society is not as accepting of uh, women who have a lot of muscle on their body but right. I think that's just because you know it's people don't see it as much and I think the more that it gets advertised in the mainstream the more acceptable it become for for um women with a lot of muscle you know
0: right right so what about people of color are 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 things different for people for people of color in in the in the industry
1: so i'll say um usually the economic part can be a, a challenge you know when i've met some competitors they have to stop for a while just because it is so expensive um that's that's a con i think for people of color sometimes Mm -hmm. a pro for people of color is that uh, they typically have better genetics for bodybuilding okay okay so i guess that's how the (laughs) world works right there's pros and cons for everything and everyone
0: yeah so what's your life as a bodybuilder like what is it like um just give the audience a feel for your workouts and your diet. And so what, what is that like? So um, it's discipline is the best word that I can say for it.
1: Uh, It's a lot of repetition, uh, eating the same things over and over again, a lot of workouts. So you have to be able to enjoy that journey and, and be able to enjoy the process because most people, you know, if you're just looking at, can I eat good stuff, like burgers all the time, you know, a lot of people would look at it as being deprived of something. <laughs> so so you have you to eat? look at What's it more your diet from the standpoint like? of I'm getting, my body is getting great nutrition you know, I'm, I'm getting energy, I'm building muscle to support my bones, I can move better, um, I can feel better in my clothes, uh, you really have to enjoy the journey, I like, I like working out, so, so it's okay, I don't mind the eating, as long as I have something to eat, and you're always eating, so, <laughs> so it's not too bad, but the discipline is, is uh, the challenge, and I think that most people uh, don't choose this world main, mainly because of, of what's required for the eating and some people don't like working out all the time. And then all day long I'll eat fish and asparagus. So very simple. Fish. Not a
0: lot of complex carbs. Fish and asparagus all day. That's just about it. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Wow. yeah So, so overall about it's like how many, how many calories per day is, it, is that? Like- you know, it varies if I'm trying to cut
1: down, I'll, I'll eat about 1600 calories. If I'm trying to bulk up, I might eat about 20, 2600
0: calories. So that's,
1: that's just a lot of fish what and asparagus. I'm trying to do,
0: you know, that that's a lot of fish and asparagus to get up to 2600.
1: Yeah. Well, I would eat more, um, potatoes in there okay to get up you know if I'm bulky wow
0: maybe some chicken change it up okay okay so that's so you do cardio um every day once a day what about lifting how many times a week do you lift six times a week six times a
1: week yeah and I really at this point I don't have to lift that many times a week but I I enjoy it to the point where that's what I, I I want to do.
0: Okay, so but I, I thought i have heard along the way that you're supposed to rest in between lifting workouts. I guess, do you just work on different body parts? So you can- Yeah, so what I do is I alternate
1: different body parts. So those muscle groups actually get rest in between. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't work anything, you know, two days in a row. Okay. The same muscle group. Yeah, that is that is a serious commitment <laughs> okay oh that's,
0: that's a serious commitment yeah but you, you know you have a
1: lot of different uh body parts that you can work right <laughs> yeah and, and you can either try to refine because with bodybuilding it's all about shape so um i'm a figure pro so they're trying to get the the like a y shape there so wow. they want bigger shoulders uh bigger back muscles popping out at the at the lats and mm-hmm. then a really small waist and then some nice muscle on the the legs, but not too too big and overpowering.
0: Right, right, right. So where so do you do you go to the gym or do you work out at home at this point? Because I'm thinking that's a lot of. How do you get the time in to do to work? Yeah. Regular, so again,
1: yeah. I, I think everything is about it has to be um, accessible and convenient. You know, whatever I do so I had 2018 I ended up putting a gym in my house and it was perfect, because of quarantine so I don't know if you can see like i'm actually sitting in my gym right
0: now so. yeah I can see. yeah
1: that's that's a full out you know I got hack squat leg press Smith machine over a 1000 pounds a month of weights, so I got a full a rack okay. of dumbbells, everything. So yeah, um, that's a full gym. And because I had my daughter, you know, I really couldn't get away a lot. So I had to put a setup in the house. So a lot of times I'm here at home working out, but I do have a gym membership because when I get ready for shows, I want to um, kind of focus on some, some additional muscle groups and some specialized equipment. So I'll go to the gym for that. But that gym is just around the corner from my house. So it makes it convenient.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes it convenient, very convenient. So so has your daughter gotten into any of this, any of the fitness activities? You know, when
1: I used to teach fitness a lot, she would go with me because I teach a lot of dance fitness and she would dance Mm -hmm. with me. But um, she is a competitive volleyball player, so that's really what she does. Uh, She's she's not so interested in, in the weightlifting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do invite her, you know, uh, in any capacity okay. that she wants to come just to, to hang out with mom. And mm-hmm. so she does hang out with me sometimes. She,
0: she usually doesn't choose to work out. <laughs> yeah. So, how has uh, bodybuilding impacted your life? How has it impacted your life overall?
1: I, it, I've learned a lot about myself. Um, you know, uh, Kind of what moves me, what motivates me. A lot of I've better gained self control too and understanding what I need um, for that piece in my life. It's also because I've helped a lot of people, I've gained a lot of understanding and respect for each person's journey, right? Because everybody, to me, I I feel it's everybody has a different stage and how to help people optimize themselves for their stage. Mm
0: -hmm. And what
1: I mean by that is within your life, you know, what's most important and what level of healthiness are you going to incorporate to be the best you on that stage? Um, so part of that it's it's helped me so myself but also being having empathy for others too Mm -hmm. and what it takes you know you you realize there's a lot of different situations and challenges for each person and how to navigate through that and you have your own own challenges you know too um sometimes when you have goals not sometimes all the time there's some sacrifice that comes with that and being understanding that 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 happens you know um but you have to be able to um in some respects appreciate um the positive outcomes too you Mm -hmm. know so with that positive outcome you're gonna you're gonna you're going to have some some hardships like it's always it's never it's never an easy road you know if it was easy everybody would
0: do it i don't do it exactly but that's yeah good. yeah we all have our own um race to run so to speak and you know and we and, and being and i think the older we get the more empathetic we become to realizing that we're all going through stuff and everyone is going to have a different journey and we just need we need to understand each other more for where where we are and what we're going through. Absolutely. What advice do you have for listeners who are interested in, in getting into bodybuilding? Any advice? What I would say is there's a lot
1: of people out there that feel like, okay, so they see the, the images and the images, oh, they almost look like, uh, superheroes or something like that so a lot of people feel like oh I couldn't do that that couldn't be me Mm -hmm. and what people don't understand is you could definitely do that like it's it's not if and maybe you could definitely do that if you really wanted to Mm -hmm. um again I I, (laughs) I was 200 pounds at one time wow and so I, I look very different <laughs> from how I used to look, but it's definitely doable if you're willing to put the work in. It takes, it takes, all it takes really is consistency. You know, you, you might, if you don't know some things, you're gonna have to reach out to people uh, to learn them and learn how to do it. But if you're willing to be consistent, stick with it, you, you can get there, you know? And yeah. that's what I find. Most people feel like they doubt themselves they feel like if, they, if they're if they not close to that, if they don't look close to that image now that they can't get there, but you you really can totally transform your body. You're just changing your body composition.
0: Right, right, right. I know I, I started Body Pump at the gym a few years ago and I have a little setup at home now. Is that a good place to start with a, with a program like Body Pump and then maybe graduate to something a little more intense? actually a, a a
1: body pump instructor okay cool so so i know the program and things like that honestly i'm going to tell you that it depends on the person mm-hmm. and a coach can be- best help you understand what could be best for you you know okay um i i see some people and for me <laughs> I have a um my thought is sometimes uh, okay, <laughs> you have one you get one body, mm-hmm. so to me you don't want to tear your body down in what you're doing, right you you want to work your body in a smart way to where you're not beating it up also.
0: Mm-hmm. so
1: you want to do things in a way to minimize injury, um but still gain improvement
0: right nice. so work with- i
1: would say you know uh, if you have questions about what's the best program for you reach out to a trainer or coach um, to help you uh, outline a whole program for for eating and workouts so that's best for you and your body and your situation because you might have different things going on with your body past injuries that kind of thing um to where you know
0: a, a different program could be better for you. So, so getting that, that personalized assessment, not just going, not just doing a generic plan, getting that personalized assessment is is what I think I'm hearing.
1: Yes, I would definitely, definitely recommend that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started your fitness journey? What do you know now that you wish you knew? What would you have done differently? The biggest thing I would have done differently was control
1: my eating in certain periods of my life, because um, once you get so much size on your body, the skin never goes away, like you can lose Mm -hmm. the fat. But the only way to get the skin to go away is to cut it off, which is pretty extreme. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I, I wish I had known that piece.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we, we're living in some really trying times um, you know, in, in our country, so much we're going through. What gives you hope as you live this life of a chemical engineer and a bodybuilder and a mom, what gives you hope in these trying times? What
1: gives me hope is that we live in a country that has a lot of opportunity there's an abundance of opportunity around us.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I I think we're very fortunate to have that. It's just understanding how you can grab a hold of that opportunity and make the most of it for for yourself Mm -hmm. is sometimes the challenge. But the opportunity is all around us. And, um, you know, it's there. And open for most everybody to, to
0: reach. All right, so just grab a hold of those opportunities. Yeah. So what what's next for you? What's next for Denitra? So um,
1: right now, I'm trying to make the most of everything that I do in life, uh, career wise. I know I'm I'm trying to again always challenge myself there. So I've been working uh, lately in a maintenance role, Um, trying to get a little bit back into more of a technical role Mm
0: -hmm. for our
1: process safety. So, um, you know, so I'm I'm working to challenge myself more in those areas now uh, continually on my career side. Uh, On the bodybuilding side, same thing. Right now I've been working on getting stronger, growing more muscle. So when I step on the pro stage next year, I can be a, um, a significant standout competitor.
0: Yep, I think you are now. <laughs> I think you're already standing out now. So, uh, thanks so much for joining me and Fostering Solutions. Uh, any parting words as we wrap up the interview? Yeah, I think just
1: everybody, whatever you choose to do in your life, you, you should enjoy it and, and enjoy that, that you have those things, prioritize, make the most of it you know, you can't, you can't do everything, you know, and I'm one of those people, there's a lot that I, I think, oh, I would like to do this, that, and that, you know, kind of grabs a few things that you think you can run with and enjoy and manage, you know, you want to still have time for your, for your family and loved ones, right, you don't want to forget about them um, and, and go for it.
0: All righty, thanks so much, Denitra. Thank you.